Mornings, right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Now, looking at headlines uh, that seem to have been dominating various media platforms, it seems like safety and security at South African schools is a major concern when it comes to our learners. We're joined on the line uh, by uh, Professor Umpumetsi Sibanda, who is a a research professor for the Faculty of Management and Law at the University of Limpopo, to discuss this and how to ensure that our children are safe at school. Uh, Prof, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Thank you for having me. Now, let's start off. Of course, uh, you know, this is in, in, in context, of course, uh, what happened um, over the last couple of weeks uh, and the media that has been dominating, you know, kind of well, basically trying to give us information because it doesn't seem like the school has been giving much information uh, with what actually happened. How liable are schools? Because I know, you know, as, as, as a parent, the first thing you do whenever your child uh, has an extracurricular activity or goes anywhere um, is basically to fill in a form um, that kind of is a disclaimer that the, that the, that the school can't help be held liable. You know, thank you uh, for that particular question. In fact, we must be asking ourselves who are liable in situations like that. Our schools, yes, indeed, are liable. But then on the question of who, you have the, the state and the MC for education liable, mm-hmm. the school, that is the teachers liable, and in this particular case, the NATU liable, because they are pertaining already uh, in terms of the school's act and our common law uh, principles and laws that say say on what basis are these individuals held liable. Now, when it comes to li- when it comes to to liability and indemnity forms, um, you know, sometimes we we tend to think of things like just going on extracurricular activities or things that that kind of take place off the school premises. But the unfortunate reality is that you know, if you look at South Africa and we look at what happened, you know, a few years ago, and and what's still happening in many schools where we have pit latrines in this country, where children's lives are in danger every day when they're at school because of infrastructure. How do we address challenges like that, and who do we hold liable when it comes to those kind of cases? Okay, on the issues of, of liability, remember now you're, you're talking about uh, when you talk about indemnity uh, forms or indemnities, yes. you are talking about a, a written uh, sort of contractual undertaking that now at the school I place my child in your care, but then I'm not going to be held liable for this particular identified. Uh, uh, injuries or loss or death, mm-hmm. and then perhaps sometimes it will be displaced on boards that we call the disclaimer notices. Yes. And then as individuals, as parents, we need to be very much aware, we need to know, understand what is actually happening. And then in fact, uh, what has happened is that now we have had, like I say, several cases whereby the court really came to the rescue of parents to say, you know what? You cannot say you are not liable mm. in particular circumstances. In fact, first, like I said earlier on, who, is, who should be held liable? And I'm asking this particular question that I'm going to answer in the context of the fact that when you listen to the NEC uh, during this morning, that press uh, uh, interview, mm-hmm. and also the debates across the country, I don't think many people are honing in on the liability of the state itself because we are, we are trying to focus on the teachers is going to be liable, the school governing body, the principal, and about the state. When you go to your uh, South African Schools Act, it basically says that now the state is going to be liable from, uh, for damages that happen within the context of, of school activities. That is the state, not the school, not the teacher, but 
the but state itself. That you, yeah, the what state is the basis itself. of the state being held liable, uh, though? Because surely, you know, it, it, the, the state isn't at every single school looking at if there's gross negligence from an SGB, from a headmaster, or from the teachers themselves. I mean, the basis would be, remember now, it is a kind of a, your, your common law principle. Okay, is it common law? That now the state okay. is the employer, and as an employer, the state will be vicariously liable okay. for the acts or negligence of this. Of course, really, I'm not excluding individual or several liability mm-hmm. of this particular individual. Hence, you have had people talking about, you know, the so-called as noble test, we ask ourselves really, did the teacher foresee the possibility of harm happening? Did the teacher act like any other reasonable person in the position of, of, of the teacher to prevent the harm happening? Did the teacher fail to act like a reasonable person? If the teacher failed, then the teacher is held liable. But then the point that I was trying, that I'm trying to make here is that now the state really uh, excluding other parties is also liable. Okay. We can go out really and, and, and discuss issues People get dismissed, but then at the end, if I were to, to sue, I'll also come after the state because the, the state has got this particular responsibility, liability in terms of 1661 of the Schools Act. So, and then, sorry, okay. so, so, sorry, yeah. Prof. So, so from this particular you know case, we can see that it's, it's almost common law. So, the, the, the looking at state, it's almost the third party, almost in the line of of who you yes. you'd go and look is liable. But there's other cases where the state is directly liable. So, if you're looking at infrastructure when it comes to schools, yes, I mean, I think that the wasn't the, 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 the last case of of, of the Bobo case of Komani, whereby yes, uh, and many of the cases really like that are out there, whereby the the, the, the poor learner uh, fell into the pitlatrine, and the state uh, finally was held liable because the issue of infrastructure is the responsibility of the state in the main. So and how- the state will be held liable. So, Prof, you know, coming after the state or, or suing people after the co- after the fact, it, you know, is almost the last course of action that we want to take as parents because that means that a life has been lost, which is one life too many. What should we be doing as parents, as society, so that we don't reach that particular point and that we can try and, and ensure the safety of our children at school? I think, yes, I think that, that, that's a good observation. Because then when you talk about just suing and then holding people liable consequence management, it's like a, an after the fact yes. thing. What do we do really as a solid foundation to ensure that now there is security, there is safety at school? It's this is an issue of governance, to be honest, really. Mm. Do we have in place appropriate policies? Do we have in place appropriate governance structures? Do we have in place really relevant, knowledgeable people to address issues like that? It is the issue really of corporate governance. So let's take, for example, the very same issue of the, the Park uh, Town High. Yes. You, you, you had the school applying. Somebody in the district really sat on the application, really not giving feedback or not really telling the, the school that now you cannot go until you have basically you have cleared the three month period. Mm. And the school went. Yeah. So you see, it is again, okay, it's an issue of governance. We are not cooperating quite well in terms of. Of, of governance and in fact the issue of school governance it has been discussed for over years i mean there's a lot out there discussing the issues of governance uh, in this particular case so as a parent um uh let's say my, my child is going to school uh let's start off with let's start off with extracurricular activities or st- things that happen outside of school what are the questions i should be asking and what are the red flags um that that i should be looking out for as a parent 
you know, different schools will address this issue differently. Mm-hmm. You have schools that will be at the first day, on the first day of school, they'll get a very long contract. And that contract you sign in your responsibilities, that of the, uh, of the school. And in fact, part of it also giving the school a year-long indemnity against some of these losses or injuries. Mm-hmm. But as a, as a parent, I would always say that I should not be signing that document right at the desk of the school because I need to, to read, read it. it. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or if possible, can you explain to me, really, if I'm yeah, as, as, as a parent, I'm not that well-versed in the lingual language, what do, you under, what do you need to do when you say now you are identify or I'm identifying you? So those are the questions. But then I want to say something, really, if, if you don't mind. You know, yeah. there, there, was, uh, there was in 2006 a case, that they, they call it now the, the Pittsburgh Life School, uh, uh, School case. Mm-hmm. In that particular case, you had a 10-year-old learner who drowned, who nearly drowned. He suffered, she suffered uh, brain damage. Yes. But then the learner was under the supervision of the school governing body a teacher, mm-hmm. or a teacher appointed by school governing body. The state wanted to say that now we are not responsible because we are not the one who appointed uh, the, 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 the teacher. teacher but the governing body. Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the court said, now, no, you are still liable because what was happening here, it was a compulsory school activity, mm. that particular swimming activity. And immediately after that particular case, we saw uh, some uh, movement in terms of amending uh, processes and laws. That's when we had... Uh, uh, the the uh, amendment in terms of the uh, security uh, schools, and then that particular amendment was we're saying that now first there were specific now obligations set on the principal that now principal must always warn the of uh, the dangers of water. If you have uh, learners going on the suicide button, you must be informed. These are the dangers of water. The safety measures that should be taken are the following. And the, the next one would say that now really, as a principal, you've got an obligation to make sure that now the learners are constantly supervised during all swimming activities, visit to the seas, to river dams. You can name them water pools or water sports. So uh, it's so that now we do not have legal or normative framework out there to regulate this. The question is, are we following it? Are we implementing it? Are we, are we promoting some of some of these uh, proper structures and regulatory frameworks? The, 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 the broader question for me, though, Prof, and maybe you can help me out on, on your opinion, is, you know, the, the harsh reality is that we live in a country where a lot of times as parents, we are up um, at the crack of dawn, uh, you know, to kind of get everybody ready to get to where we need to be to get to work. And by the time we come home, it's night again. Uh, we don't often know what has happened in that time frame between when we last saw our children in the morning and when we last saw them at night because we have large distances to cross when we have to go to work. And so do our children when they have to go to school. Um, do you think that as parents, we have the capacity, the knowledge and the time to be act- to 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 implement all of these things when it, you know a lot of the stuff is actually stuff that should be there for our children to keep themselves because that's what government should provide. You know, I, I, I understand you and I agree with you. As parents, in the first place, as a parent, I'm I'm handing over my parental responsibility for that particular point to the school and the teacher. Mm. Now, as the parent for that particular period, hence now the duty shifts on. To, to the school and it is the responsibility of the school to make sure that the child is paid proper care is given but then that does not mean that as a parent when your child gets home 
You should not be asking questions. Asking like, questions. Tell me what happened mm. uh, on the playground. Are there kids who are being bullied? You don't necessarily say, are you bullied? Are there kids who are being bullied at school? What about you? How do you find your, 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 your new classmates at the new school? Those are the questions that you should be. That's a kind of, some sort of involvement. And by by that, you are able to know exactly what's happening to at the, the school. security or the peace of our kids. Prof, thank you so much. Really have enjoyed chatting to you. I think we should have you on again. Um, definitely a lot to still explore. Uh, thanks, Adza. Professor Mpumetse Sabanda, Research Professor for the Faculty of Management and Law at the University of Limpopo. And just like that, it's uh, gone to nine o'clock. Thank you so much to the team. And it's time for the news. Here is Kanye Sile.